Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcasting for Humans. Honest conversations about podcasting problems. Every week, a different podcaster brings a podcast problem, struggle, or doubt to the table, and then we process it together. I'm Richard Clark. I'm the owner of Area Code Audio, a podcasting agency that helps people, organizations, and brands build trust and loyalty through the medium of podcasting. And my guest today is Ariel Nissenblatt. Ariel is an audio producer, a podcast marketing consultant, and an ideas person. She is also the community marketing manager at Descript. And you also do like a million other things part-time or on the side that is, uh, it's just a lot to run down. If you want to share any of those with us, you can, but welcome, Ariel. Thank you for having me. Uh, that was a great intro. And yes, I do a million things in the world of audio. I host a podcast about podcast recommendations called Feedback with Earbuds. And I host a podcast about podcast trailers called Trailer Park, the podcast trailer podcast. And I'm just constantly thinking about how to get more people to listen to podcasts. That is, and that is self-evident. It feels like that is your personal purpose. Personal like and vision. professional. Yeah, yeah, and you're living that out. So I admire that a lot. Um, can you can you tell us like which of those podcasts you want to talk about today? Let's talk about feedback with earbuds. My podcast about podcast recommendations. Perfect. And before we get to the problem you're having or the doubt you're having or whatever, because that's going to get serious. Let's do something positive and tell me like what you love about making that podcast. What's interesting about this show is that it is a supplement to my podcast recommendation newsletter, which is called Earbuds Podcast Collective. I've been running that newsletter since 2017, and the way that works is that each week is curated by a different person. Anyone can curate a list. The curator brings me five podcast episodes on a theme, and I publish their five podcast episodes on a theme. So I've been doing that every week since February 2017. We've had a ton of lists published every week, like I said, which mm-hmm. means thousands and thousands of podcast recommendations. And then two years into this endeavor, I decided I should probably make a podcast to go alongside the newsletter because I was giving people advice on podcasting. I was managing a podcast studio at the time in Los Angeles, and I had never had the experience of uploading audio to an RSS feed and creating cover art. And so in 2019, I said, let me do this for myself so that I can advise other people on the process. So I started that podcast really as a complimentary piece to the newsletter. And to this day, it remains second fiddle to the newsletter. I do want the newsletter to be the number one thing that grows. However, I really work hard on making the podcast sound good. I work hard on making the podcast actually be useful for people, useful, entertaining, Mm -hmm. all of that. And what I really like about it is that it allows me, I have a few answers to this. What I really like about having the podcast is number one, it allows me to say that I have a podcast. That's huge. And obviously there are benefits that come along with that more than just saying I have a podcast. It also means I get to test out technology. I get to talk to other people in the podcast space about having a podcast. I get to give my advertisers more bang for their buck. So the people that advertise in my newsletter, I also give them shout outs on the podcast. Um, and I get to practice editing. So I use Descript to edit. I use Descript to, to actually record this podcast because it's a solo podcast. Um, so even before Squadcast was within Descript, I was using just Descript to record right. the show. And I also get to um, like practice my my speaking skills. I get to 
Hmm. play around with cadence. I get to play around with, with scripting and what makes a show entertaining. And I really like that. So a number of things I love about this show. That's cool. This also happens to be a show that was a newsletter and then turned into a show. It didn't take me three years, but it took me a while to actually turn it into uh, a podcast. And that shift is like really interesting. Even though I've made podcasts before, that shift of like, oh, now it's real. It's on a it's it's in a feed. It, I'm submitting the feed it's and fun. it's there. It just feels good. Yeah, yeah, there's something that feels really nice about it. Tell me what's on your mind about about this show. What do you want to talk about today? So, like I said, the newsletter has been around since 2017. I will continue to make that newsletter forever, even if some weeks I get more unsubscribes than I get new subscribes. I will not stop. And that's because I love recommending podcasts, and I think it's a really great resource. Mm -hmm. The podcast, however, has taken a number of turns throughout its existence. When I first started it, It was essentially me reading the newsletter. It was me turning the newsletter into a script and saying, this week's theme is this. Our curator is this person. Here is why they selected this theme. Here is the first episode. It was boring. My mom told me so, which means it's very boring. (laughs) (laughs) I've Uh, had a few guests on and they always talk about their parents being the like, people who support you and and like you and always like your thing. So this is the first time a mom has said, don't like it. (laughs) Well, you know, she's very honest and I appreciate her for that. I always say this when I'm giving advice to podcasters, you should ask somebody who does not love you, who does not owe Uh you anything if Uh they like your show. And then you should ask somebody who really loves you, but not just surface level, but really loves you and will give it to you honestly. And that's what my mom did. She said, here is what is not interesting to me about this show. So, Mm Um, at first it really just started out as a, as a, a carbon copy me reading it. And then I thought, okay, let me add a little bit of production value into this. So I started interviewing the curators of my newsletter every week. And that took a while. It meant jumping onto Squadcast, recording for sometimes 45 minutes, chopping that hopefully into about 15 minutes, asking mm. the curators who they are, what they do in the podcast space or beyond the podcast space what theme they chose, why they chose that theme, really an interview, you know, what inspired them? Why did they choose this episode? What do they love about this episode? We went through all five episodes and that took a while and it wasn't getting that many more listens. You know, I made a whole pivot. I created new cover art for the podcast. I don't think I put out a press release, but I made a stink about it and it was getting around the same number of downloads and that just the work did not seem worth it to me. So then I went back huh. to reading the newsletter, but making it a little bit more interesting. And now I've settled on a, an in-between, which is that I do my intro up top. I do my outro at the bottom. The intro up top sort of explains what happened on last week's episode. I maybe share a little bit about what's going on in the podcast world. Where have I been? What conferences have I attended? And then I introduce the theme. I tell you a tiny bit about the curator and I tell you about what's going to happen in this episode. Then we go to a voice clip from the curator who says, hi, I'm Ariel Nissenblatt. I am this week's curator. The reason I curated this list is because of X, Y, and Z. They go on for about five to seven minutes going through their podcast episodes and really from their hearts telling us why they recommended this. And then I come in and I say, thanks for curating that list. Let's get to what else is covered in this week's newsletter. And then I talk about our spotlight podcast pick. I talk about our fiction podcast pairing from Realm Media. And then I do some podcast industry news from Pod News and also other news that I find around the podcast world that could be interesting to people, resources, events, ideas, things like that. 
so I find that to be a nice middle ground. That's not to say that it won't change again. I, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. what I really like about having this show to go back to your original, your original question is that I am not beholden to it. It is not my baby. The newsletter is my baby. So yeah. I really am okay changing it up as long as I am being transparent with my listeners about why I'm changing it up. Why am I deciding to go on this experiment? So I'm reading between the lines here because you said you like doing the newsletter. You'll never stop. And then you talked about the podcast. (laughs) What is calling into question the existence of the podcast right now, if anything? If it does not continue to grow, is it worth it? Uh huh. And is it plateaued right now? Is that the situation? Um, you know what? Actually, if I were to really hone in on it, I think it does go up week after week, but just by a tiny bit. And yeah. you know what? I I have the kind of personality that says I will continue to do this forever for everything, yeah, yeah. for all of my fun things, for all yeah, of my yeah. my side projects. I think that they all contribute to who I am as a person. They all contribute yeah. to. Somebody called me a portfolio entrepreneur recently, meaning I have uh-huh. all these different things that sort of contribute to who I am as a person in the podcast space. So I do I do think I will continue to do this forever, but I have questioned, you know, I've missed a few weeks at a, to- at a time, like if I've been traveling. And sometimes mm-hmm. if I know that I'm going to be traveling, I will ask uh, guests to fill in. Sometimes I'll have a rotating um, stack of guests, but sometimes I'm like, you know what? Nobody complains when I don't put it out. So huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you want people to complain when you don't put it out? I love complaints. Bring them Isn't on. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. I think that like uh, this is a theme right now with a few episodes is like that feeling of putting a podcast out and you don't hear anything um, or not putting a podcast out and you don't hear anything is kind of the worst feeling. Yeah. You know? Apathy. Yeah. Apathy. Yes. I would love hate. I, yeah, hate is great. Hate. But like, yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the reason it's growing so slowly i don't really know if there's an appetite yet for podcasts about podcasts i'll say Mm. it (laughs) i think Mm. we really try and there have been a few that have been moderately successful and Mm -hmm. some that sort of go more on the creative side uh there was a great podcast a few years ago called servant of pod that was uh by nick i loved that i love that show it was great (laughs) it was great it was really inventive and creative and nick got to speak with a lot of audio heroes but that wasn't a podcast about podcast recommendations that was a podcast about craft that was a podcast about how we make what we make and the impact that it has there is and it a also podcast. Didn't last very long, and it didn't last very long. Exactly. There are podcasts about podcast recommendations. Um, Feed the Q from Tink Media is one. I do this podcast about podcast recommendations. There are more that have tried and failed, or maybe not even failed. Maybe just decided to politely wrap up because they weren't seeing right. the growth that they wanted. And maybe it's just because it is hard to deliver podcast recommendations to people who would rather be listening to other podcasts. Well, first of all, who is your audience for this podcast? Is it podcasters or just people who listen to podcasts and like podcasts? I would love it to just be people who love podcasts. Uh And some of those people happen to be podcasters. Yeah. But what I find is that it's mostly people who have podcasts. They identify first as podcasters and second as podcast listeners. I meet people all the time who are obsessed with podcasts and have zero desire to ever create a podcast. I want to find where those people are hanging out and introduce them to this podcast. And yeah. it's, it's short. It's a below 15 minutes every week. And listen to that. Get a few ideas for what you should be listening to throughout the next week. Come back for more later. One of the things I've noticed about 
podcasters. So I used to host a show called Video Game Feelings. It was basically the show, <laughs> but with video games, um, it's where people came on to talk about their feelings in relation to video games. And many of the people I interviewed were game developers. And one of the things you constantly heard from game developers was that they did not have time to play video games. And it bummed me out for two reasons. One is it made the show less interesting. And the other is that um, it, it felt like they could really benefit from from oh my gosh. You know, that, yeah. that sort of thing. And I get that sometimes from podcasters too. Like it feels like there are podcasters who, and I'm, I might even, I don't know if I put, I would not put myself in this category, but the first podcaster I had on this podcast uh, said, I don't listen to podcasts. That's, I'm sorry <laughs> to say, I hate to hear that. Yeah. So, I mean, Shade look, there are reasons for Just it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not casting. I want to disclaim myself <laughs> from the shade, but the, you know, to each their own. I know it happens. There are reasons. I, I, I'm not, I'm not shading you. I promise, but it really does help <laughs> to listen to yeah. podcasts. It will make you a better creator. That's right. That's it right. It will make you a better creator and it makes you more aware of the space. Who can you be? Who can you be collaborating with? Who should you be collaborating with? Who is encroaching on your space? How should you diverge from them? Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. At least awareness of the space for sure. And so I wonder too if like that is a part of the thing. And it's and it's interesting because I'm not sure that applies. I think it probably applies to mediums where it feels like an investment to take part in. And that is one of the things that like people might be butting up against where with podcasting, I feel like you lead with subscribe, right? And not necessarily episodes um like take a listen to this one episode and then move on and if you're subscribing to all three podcasts every week that you're recommending um it starts to feel overwhelming have you heard that feedback at all that it's too many recommendations not that it's too many recommendations but like well i guess that would be maybe the way people articulate it um but it's like i have a feeling of like i've got to subscribe to this if i like it and now i've got a tidal wave of podcasts coming into my I see, feed. I, I see anything, that there are just but. too many possible good shows for you. Yeah, I could see that. Uh -huh. That might be a, an interesting acknowledgement for me to put up at the top of the show is like, we know you actually in my intro, I do say um, there are so many podcasts to listen to. How do you choose? We're here to break it down for you. And yeah. I think later or maybe in the outro, I could say something like, we know you can't possibly listen to all of these, but hopefully a title intrigued you. Here is your call to action. Choose one of these, listen to them, something like that. Go I ahead. think it's really supposed to be a sample platter of all the uh -huh. things that are out yeah. there. So maybe I can make that more clear. Yeah. Do you have a feeling when you listen to a new podcast, like is, is for me, the question is, am I going to subscribe to this podcast? It's not like, is this going to be, and for whatever reason, like I think of the podcast as that kind of thing where I'm subs like the subscription thing is important to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's the, the follow or subscription thing is, is like a, a something about it. It, it results in like a, it's that connection piece. Yeah. I think I talk a lot personally about connection and podcasting. And a lot of that connection comes from just long-term investment. You know, yeah. do you have that same feeling when you're listening to a podcast? No, because I sample so many. Uh -huh. I do yeah. have a bunch that I listen to regularly. We are actually recording this on Wednesday, which has for the past like two years been my favorite day for podcast drops, like all of my favorite podcasts drop on Wednesday. So I do have shows that I listen to regularly, but 
aside from those, I am constantly trying out other shows. Some of them I listen to one or two episodes. I don't become a subscriber. Some of them I, I listen to all of it and it's it's over because it's a six episode series. But yeah. some of them are limited run and I don't necessarily need to subscribe because I can listen to all of them in one go and be done. It, it is really fascinating to think about the nature of the podcast listener in that sense i think you and i are representative of the two extremes Mm -hmm. because i really don't like i i like your podcast a lot and it helps me to occasionally go i think i want to subscribe to that but i'm not usually like sampling podcasts and the reason is like i want to invest long term and the way you listen to podcasts is the way i play video games to go back to the video game analogy i will try a game and move on. It is rare that I'll play a game for more than eight hours, six hours, something like that. And then there are people who play Call of Duty their entire life and will not, they do not even want to hear about the existence of another video game. They'll play Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever it is. They don't need anything And they're stuck there. Yeah. And I wonder if like, I wonder how much of the podcast audience is that second thing, you know? Yeah, a lot. A lot of people. I mean, every person I meet I find a way to ask about their podcast listening habits in one way or another. And the people who don't work in podcasting, obviously, and don't have podcasts are way more representative of the average podcast listener. Mm. A lot of people don't consider Mm. themselves podcast listeners. They listen to a podcast. They listen to two podcasts. They're not like, I'm a podcast listener. Of course, there Uh are those people (laughs) who exist, and I want to find those people, and I want to make them subscribe to my newsletter. Make them. (laughs) But... You know, most people find a subject, like a subject, or find a person, like a person, they have Mm -hmm. a podcast, great, I listen to it. And that that line is becoming even more blurred now that a lot of people are uploading video content to YouTube. Yeah. Do you think that will change? So you think it's going that direction or the For discovery, yes. For the people, there are a lot of, there's been studies that have come out that say that a Uh lot of people discover podcasts by way of YouTube. Okay. Steve Goldstein at, I believe it's Amplify Media, put out some research recently with yeah. Jay Nackless from Coleman Insights about this. Mm-hmm. 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 So I, I, I think I, so man, my temptation is to go down that rabbit hole because um, I've mentioned this on a previous episode, but like the video podcasting thing is a bit of an existential crisis. Have me back on. As a person. We'll <laughs> let's, yeah, let's we'll, do it. We'll leave a teaser as a person for the runs listeners a, there. <laughs> As a person who runs a company called Area Code Audio that makes podcasts, it. uh, it's it's weird and scary. And I have a philosophical reason behind like not putting. I do video. I'm happy to do video podcast people, um, but I don't like always recommend it. But I I think to focus the conversation a bit, I wonder how much that is affecting people's tendency to sample or not sample. Do you think it makes people more likely or less likely? To sample. So I think videos make people. Yeah, yeah, I think it makes you more likely to sample. More likely. Yeah, okay. I think so it's good news in some ways. The, it's because of the scrolling nature of YouTube Shorts and TikTok and Instagram mm. Reels. You can sample, yep. and you yep. can choose to become more invested in a creator whose reel you liked, or you can just scroll right on past. What about newsletter readers? Like you, you talk about the newsletter, like it's it's extremely successful for you and you like doing it and it pays off. Like what's the difference fundamentally? Like why is the feedback loop for you better 
for the newsletter versus the podcast. We're talking about something about podcasting, so it's a little counterintuitive. Yeah. I like newsletters just as a concept. I think what's great about them is that you own your subscribers, you know who they are, whereas the people mm-hmm. that subscribe to your podcast, unless they elect to tell you that they subscribe to your podcast, you don't know who yes. they are. So I yep. can, in theory, contact my newsletter subscribers at any time. I'm not going to do that. That would be a breach of trust. That would be annoying. Mm-hmm. They would unsubscribe. But I know who they are. I can get basic demographic information about them. If I want basic demographic information about my podcast listeners, I have to do a survey and then I have to hope that they respond. And is that more fulfilling for you? I love newsletters. Yeah. I like the visual component of newsletters. I like learning how to do email marketing is fun. Thinking about Mm -hmm. what subject lines will entice you to open. I like uh, hearing back from people if I ask a question. I like advertising for podcast companies that I genuinely endorse. So yeah, the whole thing is just very positive for me. We've covered a lot here. It feels like the tension is around this way that people listen to podcasts right now. I think so. I'll tell you exactly what I took away from this. I think I'm going to go tweet and post on LinkedIn the question that I asked you before, which is, are the people ready for a podcast about podcast recommendations? Do we need podcast Mm. recommendations so badly that we're willing to listen to podcasts about podcast recommendations? Mm. And I want to tweet that because it's a little bit controversial. It'll get people thinking and it'll also get people to realize it's yet another reminder that I have a podcast about podcast recommendations. A few months ago, I put out (laughs) a tweet that was like, do you know that I have a podcast about podcast recommendations? And I can't remember the stats on that, but I love doing things like that. I love sort of reminding people in these weird ways. I love doing podcast marketing without doing like the typical new episode out now. So thinking of fun ways to do that. So I I like this question, this fundamental question that we've posed today. By the way, that's a reminder to me because I'm a person who really struggles to put myself out there in the same way. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn from that and do something similar. I appreciate it. Ariel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Your podcast is called Feedback with Earbuds, and it is really, really Thanks. good. Uh, and everyone should go check it out, especially if you're a sampler. But even if you're not, listen to it like me and just go, hey, maybe that's my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Feedback with Earbuds for the audio sampler. That's So, so you, you helped me come to that. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody go listen to that show.